Hey, everybody, and welcome to another session of the Palestina and Waterberries Concert Conversations. I'm your host, Tom Force. Some people call me the suit. I am thrilled to be the host of this show. We uh, do a lot with local and regional musicians who happen to live in Connecticut and many who have a connection to the Palace Theater, which uh, I really find uh, gratifying. Today, I have a very special guest who is not only a great musician and great guy, but uh, also, I think he's a friend of mine. Uh, I'll have to ask him on the show because a lot of people deny that once they uh, hear that in publication. Uh, Tom Russo. Hey, Tom. How you doing, man? Good, Tom. Nice to talk to you, Ben. Yeah, it's so great to have you on the, on the show. Um, Tom and I have been playing on and off probably for... Uh, 60 years? No, 50. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That means, yeah, 50. 50 years, though. Uh, maybe not quite that long, but, you know, 30 to 40, I think, is a pretty accurate number. No, man. No. All right. We're going to start an argument already. All right. It's been 50 years. I know you think you're like 30 years old, but it's been 50 years. I'm Has telling you really right been? now. Okay. Okay. All right. Can I can I borrow your walker then, please? <laughs> no, man. I only save that for when I go out and do shows. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to. It's a little hard, but I can get the strat leaned up against it, so that's okay. <laughs> Tom is a uh, is a long time writer, bass player, all time around musician, great vocalist. Um, and, and has had a, a company called LNR Productions for ever, probably what, 150 years? <laughs> uh, cl- close to that time. <laughs> I'm really good with dates and stuff. You can see that. So, so Tom, tell us a little bit about uh, where you are with your company, LNR Productions, and a little bit of the history of it. Um, LNR has been around since the mid 80s. Though my former partner, a guy named Paul Lombardo, who's still a best friend of mine uh, and a talent that I continue to rely upon, uh, he and I actually started writing and producing jingles back, believe it or not, in the mid-70s and then officially formed LNR as a corporation in 1984. Uh, so we've been around for, you know, close to 40 years now as, as a Connecticut based uh, company. Yeah, that's a, I mean, you figure that amount of time for any company, especially through all the changes in the music and advertising and jingle business. Um, uh, you guys should be patting yourselves on the back. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. You know, I'll share with you that through this pandemic year, though the good news is little by little we're, we're apparently working our way th- uh, out of it, uh, but for an entire year, all of the music that we wrote and produced was done virtually. So we never were in the same studio at the same time for, I guess, 13, 14 months. Yeah, I mean, that's a new world, right? No question. Thank God for the technology that exists, because if this had been 20 years ago, 
uh, we would not have been able to achieve what we did over the past year. And, you know, you know, the preferences, and I know you get this because of your career, you want to be in the same room. You want to rely on the collaborative energy. You want to have the spontaneity that, you know, players, uh, you know, connect on, you know, they look in each other's eyes, you know, there's a sense of, of community when you're, you know, you're playing together. Um, we, we lost that because we couldn't be in the same room, but you would never know it by listening to the music that we produced. Well, you must, you must play with nicer people than me. Cause I kind of like the whole, uh, idea of not having to see these people. I'm only kidding, of course. Uh, but yeah, uh, you're, it's, it is, first of all, it's an amazing technology now. Um, you know, the whole di digital technology. My, my son is a sound designer in, um, in San Francisco. He's the sound designer for, uh, Amazon. And, uh, he hasn't seen anybody in the office ever since this started, and he's doing all kinds of stuff with them. So it's, uh, I guess there's some benefits to the technology uh, up against uh, this this pandemic. No question that, that, that there is. But again, I, I keep going back to, and maybe it's the, you know, the fact that, you know, you and I have been kicking around as long as we have. Uh, there's no substitute for you know, being in the same room and whether it's on a stage or in a recording studio, uh, being in the same room at the same time to be able to share ideas and capture those moments that only happen when spontaneity is woven into the fabric of what you're doing. Oh, you're, you're, ab you're absolutely right. There's, I mean, music is meant to be played, uh, you know, together with another human. Uh, I, I, uh, I hate to do solo gigs, and the reason I hate them is because I have nobody to interact with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you have um, been doing this forever. How many clients do you think that you have written uh, musical compositions for? That's a good question. I mean, I can tell you with absolute confidence that it's in the thousands <laughs> i don't yeah. know if it's i don't know if it's two thousand three thousand four thousand i lost count actually i never even bothered to to take count but you know literally thousands of of jingles that we've produced for clients uh coast to coast you know the bulk of our work has been here in the northeast uh but when i tell you that we've produced uh, jingles for clients in California and up to Bangor, Maine. I'm not even close to exaggerating. That's yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that is wonderful. Uh, it's nice that you could take your business, uh, from around here and, and move it elsewhere. Uh, give us an idea of, um, probably give us an idea of a client that we would all know and say, Ooh, uh, well, uh, you know, obviously there was a whole lot of celebration this week uh, that the Hartford Yard Goats played their first game uh, in the stadium in over 600 days. Uh, the Hartford Yard Goats jingle, Eat It Up, um, that's an L&R composition. We, we wrote and produced that for them going back, I think, 
four years ago now. Wow. Uh, and then certainly one of our iconic jingles um, that unfortunately the team is no longer playing ball, but uh, the New Britain Rock Cats, These Cats Rock. Mm-hmm. That would be a, another, you know, Hartford area composition that we did. That's great. American, Ladder, American Ladders and Scaffolds another one sk lavery another one mm-hmm. our, our our host if you will the the waterbury palace theater i would have to mention them we wrote and produced their jingle many years ago yeah that's right that you have a a, a connection with sherry and the um the waterbury palace and uh, and that's it so how long have you known sherry uh, and and the folks at the palace it's at least a decade now, Tom. Wow. Uh, and Sherry, Sherry's just one of, I'm happy to say that Sherry and I have become friends. I mean, she's certainly a client and, and we have a client vendor relationship, but she's also become a friend of mine. So, you know, what's funny, it. you know, it's funny, Tom, she doesn't really say nice things about you. So I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm, I guess I'm just surprised, you know. Yeah, I, you know, something I am too. But, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> Sherry will mention this to me later on, Tom. You're, you're, you're awfully glib. You, you better, you know, you better, you better stop. So, so Tom, you, beside doing this on the other side of the music, you, you have been playing, I mean, like, and I, I still think it's 50 years, but I'm going to let that go for now. Um, you know, you and I did weddings and we've done clubs and I know, you know, you and, and, uh, Paul Lombardo, who, like you say, is a real talent, uh, have been out there in the music world. Uh, you worked with Landerman. You worked with a whole bunch of different agencies. Um, are you still doing that? Are you still out there? Um, you know, for the most part, my live performing days are over. Every now and then, Paulie and I will get together um, as a duo and go out and do you know, uh, a country club, a private party, that kind of thing. Again, because of the pandemic, uh, you know, that put a wet blanket on top of it. But, you know, when I became a single dad uh, going back, you know, many years ago, I made the conscious decision that that I was going to um, that I was going to essentially retire from live performance. You know, it wouldn't have been fair to me to any band that I would have been a part of that because I had joint custody of my kids to say to the band, okay, these 26 weekends, I won't be available for the course of the next year. And then these 26, I will be available. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, uh, you know, I, I still play, I still practice, I, you know, virtually every single day with rare exception. Um, and I'm still, which I, in more ways than one, I consider myself to be first and foremost, I'm still a songwriter uh-huh. uh, and love, you know, writing and producing, you know, the songs that, uh, that I've written and co-written with, you know, our good buddy Paul. Yeah, that, I mean, that's great. And, and as you know, the music business was terrible two years ago and then when the pandemic hit it was terrible times two 
Uh, and, and believe me, I have spoken to, to people that do what you do, do what I do. And then I've spoken to people like, uh, you know, John Oates from Hall and Oates who are saying the same thing. The music business has even further deteriorated and they're not getting a good sense, uh, at least right now, and it could change totally, that it's going to improve much in the foreseeable future. That's the sense that I get from the, you know, I still have a lot of friends, you included, uh, that are out there and that are playing or have been, you know, prior to the pandemic. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, you see, um, you see a decline uh, in, in, you know, what's going on out there as far as, you know, venues available for musicians to go out and stretch out. You know, we, you and I grew up in the day of the garage band rehearsals. I mean, I literally rehearsed in my parents' garage. You know, God bless them for letting us do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and how, how often do you hear of anything that resembles that? You know, how many kids do you know that are out there taking, you know, guitar lessons or saxophone lessons or whatever? It just seems to have unfortunately trailed off some. I hope I'm wrong about that observation, but I don't think I am. Yeah, you know, um, I, if you remember, uh, and uh, you know, remember the show band days uh, in the in the mid '70s uh, and '80s, uh, and and the the bands that you know you could you could play six nights a week, no problem. You never thought of, geez, I hope there's an audience. No one ever asked you, can you bring 30 people along with you? Uh, and you had, to, you had to audition to get into the really good rooms. Uh, remember those days? I mean, gosh, it was like uh, we didn't realize how good we had it. I, I remember those days vividly. And that was, uh, that was when I was very active as a performing musician. Um, so yes, yes, I remember, I remember it vividly and you're right. You're, we didn't realize at the time how great we had it. Um, you know, the amount of venues available, you know, here in Connecticut, let alone other cities, you know, throughout the, the Northeast, um, you know, there was a ton of rooms available here in Connecticut that as long as the band was good enough, you know, you were guaranteed at least one or two nights a month, you know, playing in that room. Yeah, that, and that was it. I mean, now, uh, and, and you know, my son, who, as I say, is, is a sound designer, but he's also a musician, you know, he just listens to the good old days like, oh, my God. You know, he's grown up with, uh, all right, I don't know what your band sounds like, but you better bring 30 friends. And uh, you know what? We'll give you uh, some tips, you know, uh, and you're going to play for three hours. You know, it's that kind of, still that kind of deal. And I have a feeling um, post-pandemic, it may actually deteriorate just a little bit. On that high note, <laughs> we're, going <to> take a, <laughs> we're going to take a very short break from our wonderful sponsor, Ion Bank, and we will be right back. Business owners know you have to take control of your cash flow to grow your business. Ion Bank has a full range of cash management tools to help you save time, work more efficiently, and prevent fraud. It's never been quicker or easier to take control of your cash flow so your business can take off. 
Learn more about IonBank's cash management tools at IonBank.com, member FDIC. We love Ion Bank and certainly love the Waterbury Palace and all the folks that are there. And we know that they're gearing up for uh, live shows coming up this year. Uh, we are speaking with a good friend of mine and a great musician, a great songwriter, uh, Tom Russo. And Tom uh, has a connection with the palace because you have... Uh, done a lot of music for them um, over the years and you know sharing you know the folks there so Tom <laughs> we were we were just talking and I sometimes I I get on this thing where I I'm a little on the negative side I'm sure there's going to be some there's always some benefit out there in the future uh, but let's let's talk about your future what what do you see going on for you and LNR production in the next uh, year or so that's that's a really good question. Uh, you know, I, I, to be honest, you know, the pandemic definitely, like so many other businesses, you know, I saw not a sharp decline, uh, but somewhat of a decline in my business. The good news is, is it's starting to to roll back. But in that year or so of you know us living uh, under the veil of the pandemic. You know, I got used to not working as much as I once did. And, you know, I kind of liked it. At the same time, uh, you know, guys like you and I, I, I consider to be some of the lucky ones. And that is we love what we do. We're in a field that, you know, that you can continue to get better at even though you continue to get older. There's, you know, there's no limit to being able to improve as, as a, a player, as a writer, as a producer. So, you know, to get to, you know, answer your question more succinctly, I'm going to continue to play. I'm going to continue to write. I'm going to continue to produce, uh, and and probably more, for more than any other reason, because I love it because it's fun because I get to work with super talented other people that also make it fun to, to do the things that we do. So, you know, whether it's me writing, you know, songs, uh, you know, again with my good buddy, Paul, uh, or I'm writing and producing a jingle because the clients reached out to me to, to ask me to do that for them. I'm going to, I don't see a point in time, Tom, where I'm ever going to officially retire because I still, to this day, have fun and love what I do. Yeah, I, I, and I feel the same way. I, I, I have frustrations, uh, just like every other musician, but at the end of the day, I, I say to people, and they actually, non-artists, I guess, will, won't necessarily get this, but I say... You know, you strive for perfection, even though you know you can't attain it. But that's in a way kind of fun. And, I know, I know, no, Tom. You've, you've, you've hit, you've hit perfection. So that's what you're gonna. <laughs> I know. No, I know. you know, I for, I forget who the musician was, but he was talking. I saw a quote recently about a ninety-something-year-old musician, and he was asked why he continues to practice scales. 
Uh, and his response was, and I'm paraphrasing here, of course, well, I think I'm finally starting to get better. Um, and, you know, I can, <laughs> and, and I can say the same thing. I mean, you know, uh, part of the, the blessing of you know, the pandemic has been it's given me a chance to, to practice more, to play more. And it's like, hey, man, I think I'm finally starting to get good at this thing. You and know, as what? you know, we've been doing it forever. You know, it's so funny you said that because I, I uh, on my other show, uh, Chase and the Blues podcast, um, I was interviewing uh, Mark Farner. I mean, you know, Mark Farner. Uh, you know, he's an icon in the in the music world. And Absolutely. He, and he basically, basically said the same thing. You know, he said, you know, uh, in business they call it the activity trap that. Sometimes you you think you're you're progressing, you're you're working so fast and working so hard, but you're really not doing it. You're just you know have activity. And he was saying you know musicians are always caught up in this activity trap because you're talking to agents, you're on the road, you're so road is twenty four hours a day. Uh, you you don't have time to take stock and sit back and and maybe reprogram, retool. And he said you know what it's given me a chance to sit back and look at the family, look at the important stuff and work on my music. There you go. Yeah. I, I, it is certainly for me, uh, hitchhiking onto that. Um, it was one of the blessings of the pandemic, you know, being sequestered, you know, living the, the lifestyle of a monk, I got a chance to pick <laughs> up my instrument a lot more than I had previously. And I was, you know, I was still fairly dedicated prior to, but the hours that I've put in over the past 14 months, uh, no question there was an uptick. And I, actually, I think, you know, I have gotten better. <laughs> well, thank God. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, it was like, come on, you know, you, you handed me a straight line. I did. I, I did. I had to. I, I I had to go for it. It's in the bylaws, yeah. you know, you know, no, I, I, you know, just so everybody knows, I highly respect you as a musician and, and, am, and am, am surprised and impressed that you actually are, are getting better. Uh, so, so tell us all, um, how they can get a hold of you, uh, to do any musical compositions for them. Um, good question. Certainly, uh, there's the, the old fashioned way of picking up the phone and calling 860 869 0677. Do that one again. Uh, Do that one again. 860 869 0677. And then you can always Google. L and R Productions. Uh, the website is L. The word and is spelled out. L and R Productions dot com. You'd be able to reach me through that. Uh, it's funny. I just had a a call yesterday. Someone that found uh, me, you know, the the business online and wants to do a three-song demo. So we're going to help him out in producing a three-song demo for him. Um, you know, most of the work we do, for sure, is jingle production, but we will get involved with songwriters or bands 
and help them. You know, our studio savviness, um, you know, I have to say without coming across egotistical is way up there. We've been in the studio for 40 years, so we know our way around and we can certainly help people to get the most out of their time spent, you know, in a recording studio, uh, you know, helping them to walk out with the best product they possibly can get. Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I'm one of those guys who has, you know, works in a studio, but also has my home studio. And the home studio's nice, and it's easy, but it's not the quality of somebody who really knows what they're doing. And it's kind of like going to a psychologist. The reason you go is because they don't have any vested interest, so they're going to tell you the truth. And I think that's so important when you're a musician because you fall in love with your own stuff or you hate it, I suppose. But you kind of fall in love with it. And then somebody says, well, your baby's ugly. You're, you know, <laughs> you need that occasionally. The, the objectivity is, is key. It's critical. I mean, one of the blessings, though, of recording, and I know you know this, is recording gives you when you're playing you can't listen with the same ears that you do when you're just listening Correct. because most of your conscious involvement is about the playing but when you record yourself and you take two steps back put the instrument down and then just listen you now can obtain at least within reason some of the objectivity as a pure listener has. And that's when it is the holy smokes moment. Holy smokes, that was really good. That was better than I thought. Or holy smokes, I can't believe how bad I just was. Yeah, time to time to not quit my day job. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I I've I've <laughs> I've been in both both places. My my problem tends to be and, and somebody said it's there's a name for it even that I, the mix that I hand a, uh, a, a, a studio, then when they start to change it, I hate it. I hate whatever they change because I've already fallen in love with, you know, what I did. And even if it was bad, I just fell in love with it. And so they, they have to kind of talk me down, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. But your objectivity is, is so key. I, I hope people that uh, out there uh, will will check out you, uh, Tom Russo, and LNR Productions. Um, I can tell them from a long experience that you're well-respected in the industry and uh, you do a quality product. Uh, as you say, you love it and you definitely care about it. Uh, so it's not just, you know... It's not just for the bucks. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, let, let me say that I'm I'm lucky that even though they're not songs, um, the jingles that I write and produce are a representation of me as an artist. Yes, me as a businessman, but me as an artist. So you have to be a hundred percent sure that if I'm allowing it to go on the air on behalf of one of my clients, that it is going to be the very best that it can be. Nothing, yeah. nothing short of that period. The end. 
I appreciate it so much, Tom. Thank you so much for uh, coming on board with us. Um, I want to remind everybody that they're listening to Concert Conversations, and we will be posting uh, Tom Russo's um, podcast in uh, about a week, I think, is uh, what they have as a schedule, and it's uh, brought to you by Ion Bank and, of course, uh, the Waterbury Palace Theater. Tom, thank you so much for taking your time with us, uh, and I hope folks will check out LNR Productions. Thanks so much, Tom. Oh, Tom, thanks so much. Let's get together for coffee sometime soon, my friend. Well, it's going to have to be more than coffee, but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> All right, okay, man. I look forward to it. Thanks again. Okay.